This episode of Earl Grey is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 150,000 titles for iPhone, iPad, and iPod, Android, Kindle, Windows Phone, plus Mac or PC. To get a free audiobook of your choice, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. Hey everyone, I'm Rod Roddenberry, and you're listening to Trek FM. Earl Grey hot. It's time for another serving of Earl Grey, our dedicated TNG show. I'm Daniel Prue, sitting in the center chair this week, and I'm joined by my co-host Philip Gilfus in Transporter th- Room Three, who just announced he's going to leave us permanently to sit in some space station all day. Philip, what? What's the deal? Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I, my doctor, my eye doctor said that the bright lights here on the Enterprise D just were, were, were too bright, and I need to go to someplace a little bit darker um, where my eyes could adjust. So I think it's, I think it's time for me to go. And um, honestly, I, I'm really looking forward to a change in uniform. Oh, well, all right. I, I see how it is. I guess we'll, uh, we'll, maybe we'll catch you occasionally from now on. And I'm also joined by uh, by Darren, who has convinced us for the entire run of the podcast that he has a very young daughter. But Darren, I've got to ask you: Are you sure she's just she's just not an adult that just somehow got kidified at some point? What happened? Well, she does look a lot like my wife, so it's I guess it's possible. But I'm gonna assume that because transporter technology has not been invented yet probably is my daughter. Ugh. So you're saying this is not some Ferengi conspiracy? It's never a Ferengi conspiracy. They just always want you to think it's a Ferengi conspiracy. No, Ferengi Illuminati. <laughs> Say that five times fast. <laughs> I think what concerns me is that we only hear about his daughter like once every season of Earl Grey. Like, are you caring for her, Darren? Or are you just, like, uh, shipping her off he, somewhere to get taken care of? He's warfing her pretty hard, I think. <laughs> I mean, the caretaker won't show up for another couple of, you know, seasons, but yeah. <laughs> All right. And as we know, nobody can tell what the heck we're talking about. But this <laughs> I week. I can't even tell. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we are going to do um, yeah, another uh, season review episode here, or overview, I guess. Uh, we're going to do season six because that's what we're up to now. And believe it or not, uh, 83 episodes into the podcast, we still haven't talked about all of the individual seasons yet. But that's okay. We like to take our time here at Old Grey. Looking forward to season uh, eight. Yeah, I was <laughs> just going to say, when are we getting to season eight? Well, I mean, if you guys remember, we, we did, did a season eight episode. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, we're here to talk about season six. And um, so let's let's uh, start off with just kind of our general impressions of what season six is. Now, I know, um, you know, not to get too far off the beaten path immediately after starting the podcast, but uh, I know season seven kind of has a bit of a murky uh, reputation, but season six, I think, is still clumped together, usually with four and five most of the time. Uh, but uh, but generally speaking, when you guys take a look at the list of episodes here that we have in front of us, I, you know, I'll, I'll come out first and say it's pretty good. And it's it, it, again, I know we're, we're you know we're going to sound like a broken record, but there's not a lot of there's not a lot of bad stuff here. There's a lot of really good, solid stuff. Darren, what do you think overall of of season six? 
just to save time, I'm just going to insert the first five minutes from when we did season five, you know, from that episode, because <laughs> we pretty much just said the same thing. No. Yeah, it's a it's a great season, and I think this was kind of right around when I started watching TNG, like, first run. I mean, I was very little back in, this would be, like, what, 91 or 92, uh, but I think some of these start to click as far as, you know, seeing it on Sunday night on Channel 40. No, 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 not 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 those kind of clicks. No, 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 Darren, I have to stop you, because Tristan from To The Journey... To the journey has, has tweeted me that this is one of the things he finds annoying about our podcast that it is schisms. So Tristan, fine, schisms. Uh, fine, okay, schisms. The, the the click clicks. We'll just call it that from now on. Um, but yeah, but you know, I agree. I totally agree with you, Daniel. Overall, a really good season, and you know, I mean, yeah, like like all of TNG, it has its high and low points. Uh, we'll we'll get to sweeps week later. That's an outlier, but uh, but yeah, it's you know this is again this is why I don't do <clears throat> this is why I don't do season reviews and leave them to you because I would just you know you know me I'd list every single episode and talk about every single one and we'd have a three hour podcast. And <laughs> nobody wants that. <laughs> all right and uh philip what about you what, what do you think of season six overall i just want to tell our listeners that if they go to indiegogo they can make that three-hour podcast happen no, i'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> um yeah we are a patreon <laughs> podcast here philip and you our kickstarter well page will let you uh fund our season eight discussion <laughs> oh, wait. which we've already had but we need to get paid for that's it the, that's the trick daniel <laughs> they'll be kicking they never look at the catalog. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I think with the season six review, when I look at the episodes five minutes ago, um, I think the one thing that really struck me about the season, like I remember when I when we did season five, I talked about epicness. But I think what what hits me with season six is is that there are definitely not good episodes in season six, but there are big, huge episodes in season six. And not just one or two. I mean, not just like the two potters. Like there were like, I mean, relics, um, rascals, uh, lessons. Um, yeah, I mean, timescape. Like these are big episodes. Like whether it's big on on effects, big on story, big on whatever. Um, guess you know cameos. But like they're just big episodes in season six. So I mean, and you can argue whether they're actually good. But I mean, there's just this again a sense of bigness. That I mean, they don't do anything small like a Klingon. They just don't do anything small in season six, except for you know a few few uh, clunkers or, or Midland ones. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely agree with you. So let's let's do it then. Like let's let's talk about the stuff we love in uh, in season six, guys. Um, so you, you know, mean to tell me that season oh boy. six? No, 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 <laughs> Philip, Philip, that's for the next part. <laughs> that's the next part. Um, you know, so, I mean, there's a lot of really solid, really like, you know, you think of TNG, this is what you're thinking of, like really amazing stuff. Uh, let's talk about, uh, let's just, th- nah, you people aren't paying attention. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm um, opening this, this, uh, unearthed artifact from, I'm opening it up and it's a note from Daniel it says, don't talk about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to push it on you guys. Philip, what is your favorite episode of season six? My favorite? Wait, you don't know my answer? 
Let's say it at the same time. One, two, three. No, okay. Um, no, my favorite episode of season... I don't... It's hard to choose. I don't have to know your favorite, <laughs> Philip. You're the host. I don't this, need to know. This, this isn't a game anymore. Oh, so I, we don't, no, I'm in the, no, we don't I, need to know. I enjoyed being in the cheap seats. Um, gosh, it's hard to say. I, 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 can I do like a tide for whatever? Um, anyway. Sure, yeah. So... Yeah. Um, because I think there's change the rules, Philip. I, I mean, I that's totally fine. Well, I don't believe in a no-win scenario. Um, see, there's personal favorites. Here, I'll, I'll just do three: um, Rascals, um, Chain of Command, and I'll say that's three right there. You're done. You're right. Yeah, that you're is right. technically three. <laughs> um, and I'll say. <laughs> Say it really fast. Time skate Starship Mine. See, it was one. I just said one right there. Um, so, but anyway, so let me, let me just, I'll briefly, because I know we'll just talk about it a minute. But, but um, Rascals, I, I've talked, we've talked about it before. I've talked about it before. I just love the cleverness. I mean, you know, people may think it's stupid, but I think it's clever. I think it's funny. I love to see these actors, these kid actors who I totally buy 100% that they're playing our beloved characters. You're my number one dad. And in Daniel's case, also Keiko. Um, but, um, you know, that, but I, I really, I mean, like, that's Guinan. You think that that is baby Guinan. Like, that is Guinan right there and, and, baby, and baby Ro. And, and I love that they got the kid who played Renee to play John Luke. Um, I mean, it just. Hang on. Hang on. I'm sorry. Like, I'm really sorry to do this, but, like, um, you said baby Guinan and then baby Ro. And I was just thinking of, like, maybe baby Guinan could be Kanga. And then little baby Ro could be Rue, right? Like from Winnie the Pooh. Like anyways, anyways, go ahead. And Guinan <laughs> and little Ro. <laughs> there's Keiko and John Luke. And there's Owl. Sorry, I'm just falling, <laughs> ap- <laughs> We're falling apart here. I'm trying to like, figure out who call. is who. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I like. I think. Riker I think, uh, I think uh, probably uh, Barkley would be uh, Eeyore. Probably. <laughs> just, just give me a couple of minutes, guys. I have a whole, whole song by the end. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kid-friendly uh, rascals. Because um, uh, Alexander, you have to incorporate him because, of course, he. No, we don't. Yes. We really don't have to do that. So, like Daniel, when you think of season six, is this like that um, Garfield without Garfield comic strip where? Um, <laughs> Like, you imagine season six without Alexander, and so, like, Fistful of Datas really doesn't make sense, because it's just Worf talking to this <laughs> empty space half the time. Ah, hero. It's not, it's, but, um, no, it's not just Worf, because there's uh, Data in a ridiculous drag, as well as Data in a ridiculous Troy mustache, to... and Data in a ridiculous <laughs> costume, and Data in a, ri- oh, wait a minute. <laughs> and, and Troy trying to do a ridiculous accent, which we've never seen before, oh, wait, so encounter it's totally worth it. um yeah no i mean like we i think guys i think we're on record like uh, 10 times over uh, over all of our unequivocal love for for uh, rascals i think everybody knows how much we just we just can't get enough of that episode i mean because like again like we can talk starship mine later but like this is i think any episode where they're trying to win or take over or retake over the ship and this isn't true in next generation i mean whether it's voyager or like the epicness of a deep space nine taking over the retaking over the station on which is i mean that's a huger scale but um uh, and even Enterprise with uh, when it's the Doctor alone or Phlox alone doing that. But uh, any when you're retaking over this, that's always a, a winner to me. Like that's hard. That's a hard story to mess up because you're like, yes, we're gonna do it. They know everything. It's gonna be like Die Hard in space and stuff. But I mean, it's it's a winner. You really have to try hard to mess it up. 
So, Darren, what about you? What What are some of your favorite episodes? Or, I mean, we can do moments. I mean, we just throw it all in there. What What is like? I mean, I I kind of know where you're probably when the go dog with. starts to change into the. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> um, and everyone like throws uh, down like you know their guesses. Like I thought it was LaForge the whole time. I thought he was the killer. <laughs> Well, okay, besides our awesome headcanon on the true events of Starship Mine, I think just overall, uh, (laughs) I totally fought the terrorists. (laughs) No, my favorite part is when you're like, he takes the thing and puts it in main engineering. Those are all that trouble. He takes the the field converter and just (laughs) destroys it and then puts it, this is where I just sabotaged it to escape my captors. (laughs) This is where I cut the rungs, not five minutes to go <laughs> and let's be fair like the episode clearly establishes for like 10 minutes how anybody on that ship would do anything to get out of anything. going to that, to that <laughs> meeting so it's totally plausible well, daniel i don't i don't know what your problem is every serious writer has a saddle <laughs> yeah yeah okay <laughs> The one other time, ah, whatever. I'm not even getting into it. <clears throat> Anyways, continue, Darren, because you, you, I'm sure you have more. Call him Dare. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, you know, so that that one's always been fun. You know, I mean, obviously, and I, I'm gonna try to skip like the top ones, like you know, face of the enemy, and ones you know, just a, they're just blatantly obviously good. But uh, Timescape's always been fun. Oh, I love just, that one. It's just, just the. It's such a simple trick of just having everything be frozen, but uh, it's just, it's such a, fu- it's a mystery, and you know, it, yeah, they do a lot of mysteries. Do you want to build in, a warp core? <laughs> I'm sorry, it's about to breach. <laughs> um, <laughs> no matter if you draw a smiling face on it. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's a fun one, and I, although I always mix it up with disaster. But, uh, you know, just you should do something like a super edit, like combined timescape and disaster. And it's, and it's just just the enterprise or, or like emergence and just all the ones where the enterprise is just 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 F. <laughs> just, like I'm trying to think of how that would work. So like would. And the Bozeman so, keeps hitting it and it keeps exploding <laughs> <laughs> over and over and over. So when like like if so Picard is like you know, going crazy and laughing at his little smiley face he made. And then like right in the corner, like right out of frame are those kids like, what's happening to you, Captain Picard? <laughs> like, like, I don't know how that would work exactly. Now, I mean, this, I, this episode, I mean, we all talk about, you know, the progressivism of Star Trek, the next generation and, and Star Trek in general. But I know I but do. But this episode predicted the emoji. And emoji icons. <laughs> oh. you're, you're, you're well, does that mean all smiley faces are actually a warp core breach moving at infinitesimal <laughs> speeds? I'm sorry, Philip. My visual threshold is not sophisticated <laughs> enough to see that. I have to say, I never, I never give that reaction when I get emoji. Though, like, it's never that hilarious when yeah. when somebody sends me a smiley face. But my fingernails do grow. That's true. Yeah, right. Ah, come quickly. My fingernails have grown. He just wants attention. Well, Darren. <laughs> That's a very good impression. <laughs> um, Which also, but, isn't it, wasn't that supposed to be a runabout that they were in? 
Yeah, oh, no, no, it, w- it was. It was a runabout. runabout. Yeah. It wasn't and just supposed to be. It was, and they were under strict orders not to break it. <laughs> not only was it a runabout, uh, which, by the way, must have fit in the main shuttle bay, which we never got to see, um, but it was... It was... Um, it showed the back area yeah. of the runabout, which I'm pretty sure after, after that was never shown again. Like it established, like this is the back area where you can put a bowl of fruit and it can decay. And then, like, I mean, I mean, I know they have like modules, but it's like they literally put nothing back yeah, there but a table. It's got so much space. They're like, wait, so our quarters are like this big. <laughs> but to be yet- fair. <laughs> To be fair to all of the, uh, you know, there's a lot of Deep Space Nine people, <laughs> fans, that like to tease uh, us TNG fans, right? That it makes sense that if there were mod- different modules you could put in the back of the runabout, the TNG one would be the conference table, right? Like, that kind of <laughs> oh, makes yeah. sense. It totally fits in. Like, they're all coming back. <laughs> they're all coming back from this this symposium or whatever it is, and they all just have to sit around the conference table and talk about it. Now, I mean, I really think of the runabout as more of a TNG... um Uh, guys okay seriously we're gonna we're talking six season six highlights and nobody has brought up tapestry what what is we were waiting for because it never happened daniel it never happened (laughs) (laughs) well we know we know it's in picard's head i mean we know it's your favorite episode of all time because picard is a blue no i totally made out with that college chick i knew and she wasn't Q at the time, I promise. <laughs> we also get the establishment of Domjot as well as the Nausikins in that episode, yeah. guys. Very important to the rest of Star Trek canon. You can't but... think of Domjot without thinking of Nausikins. I mean, I know I can't. <laughs> Daniel, <laughs> you talk and talk. I love that that's a combination of like pool and like pinball machine. I, mean, I never yeah. thought to 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 uh, cross those together, but but Star and Trek it's did. riggable somehow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, no magnets, right? Isn't that what they use? They use magnets on the table or something. Mirrors. Like that? In his belt buckle, I, something I don't know. But I, I think the I mean I don't know genius is the right word, but I'll use it. I think the genius of tapestry is that it comes from like what like five lines from a season two episode. It's like <laughs> blah blah blah, and like season six, we're like let's write that whole episode. <laughs> yeah, and it was while you know Picard and, and Wesley were having cucumber sandwiches in the back of <laughs> back of the shuttle. <laughs> I don't I don't recall the cucumber sandwiches. Let me see. There were no, sorry. Um, but uh, okay, guys, um, let's wrap this section up. But seriously, now no, um, no, no, the reason, of course, Dan, you talked about tapestry is because it's the only Q episode without the letter Q in it. Yes. That's well, we all knew that they meant, instead of the P, they meant to hit the Q. Yep. It was supposed to be Tap Q, Q, Q Street, obviously. <laughs> I mean, see how easily I said it right there. I mean, Tap Q Street. Now, and this has to be, you know, there's two Qs episodes in this season. There are two. You know what it is? In fact, interesting note here. It's to make up for the lack of a Wesley and or a Loxana episode. Because there is no Loaxana in season six, and there's no Wesley in season six. Now, wait, remind me in, in True Q, what is that phrase actually supposed to be? Is it supposed to be like True You? I was always, 
I always thought that was kind of stretching the the cue. Because oh, hiding the title. cue made so so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I mean, Cupid obviously has the best, you know, yeah, the best pun, the best, best yeah. the best pun, yeah. But uh, uh, I mean, yeah, it's I no know, it's no tap Q three, but it's 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 close. I don't even think it's supposed to be a pun. I just think it's supposed to be. Is this? I don't actually. I don't really know what it means. I always thought like Q <laughs> episodes sure. are like an improv, uh, you know, show where like they, they go to the audience. I like I need a noun and an adjective. And, Q. <laughs> all right, and true. true. Okay, so we're gonna make true Q here. All right, let's go. One zero 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 one zero zero one. You. In, in improv, I always, I always start with a gun. So. Uh, but anyways, um, okay, one thing. I want, One episode I did want to mention as well, uh, one of my favorites, probably top three for sure, is Ship in a Bottle because, I, oh, man. Did you play with chips in a bottle when you were little, Daniel? <laughs> I, I, I actually didn't, but it has like – And that's why you're a blue shirt. <laughs> oh, woo, woo, woo. Wow. wow. Uh no, but it has it has like a lot of elements that I really love from TNG. Of course it has Barkley. Uh, also and we, also another episode that's a follow-up from a season that's, that's one, true. actually, right? Nope, season, season two. two. Another season two. Or season two apparently planted so many seeds that took until season six. Go ahead, sorry. And Except fact, for Pulaski, she never sprouted. <laughs> I really do wish a, a totally missed opportunity for Voyager, was, and they had, you know, you know. Anyways, um, was the the opportunity to put to somehow interact Moriarty with uh, with the EMH. I thought that would have been with the Doctor. I thought that would have been great. And like he was just going off into space, and it didn't matter. Like, oh man, why why didn't they do that? But uh, so they could have had it on the desk of uh, Zimmerman at Jupiter Station. Is like where it ends up. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been... I mean, there's so many... Anyways, now, here's my that's... question. Do they update uh, Moriarty's data cube with, like, mission logs? Because, like, if if he's, like, you know, in this in his fake world that he's in, um, does that mean he meets Scotty, who's also flying around in his shuttle? <laughs> it, it gets really bad when they give it the uh, Dominion War service pack update. <laughs> they could have done without that. Well, we know if we ever got a uh, if we ever got a um, TNG Mirror Universe episode, he would have just showed up as a as a regular character <laughs> somehow and just gotten shot in the back immediately. But uh, anyways, um, well, can I say one more thing about Moriarty? Absolutely, of course. Um, I'm actually reading uh, the Star Trek Ship Next Generation. It, no, it, it's, it's another book. <laughs> I know there are more than there, it's another brick with words <laughs> called. The Light Fantastic, and I was intrigued because it has Data and Lal. Um, so this actually takes place after Nemesis, but Moriarty's the main villain, and he uh, he talks about like how he's just living on his life, and then uh, the Enterprise crashed, and <laughs> didn't you know it? That actually damaged you know <laughs> the module he was in. Um, but it's good so far. I'm only about a quarter through, but uh, I've been enjoying it so. Oh, those, been, those novels. Yeah, and I think they had the author on Literary Trek, so you may want to cue that episode. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Lang. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, that's that's really I, actually kind of interesting. It would have been. It would have. I mean, if we could have just replaced Insurrection with a Moriarty novel or I mean, novel, well, like, uh, like literally, like someone's just reading the book. I mean, I would have done that too. Other than the movie, <laughs> John Luke comes out and he's got a smoking jacket and he sits in like a high leatherback chair <laughs> like the, and he's just like, "Today we'll be reading from." Nemesis. This is like the Andy Kaufman version of like trolling Star Trek fan. Like the credits start and then just like you know, Sir Patrick comes out and like I'm going to read this book. If there's any interruptions, I'm going to go back it's a to completely the completely black stage with like a spotlight on a chair. It's like Rick Berman's like this costs fifty eight million dollars. <laughs> well, that title sequence, I mean, it was pretty impressive. We made it uh, in in, uh, in uh, Final Cut Pro. So uh, one thing I did actually want to mention uh, as a highlight of mine, and this is just totally personal, uh, but I like distinctly remember, I mean, you guys know, I I think you guys know, I'm sure you guys know you're older than me. You probably remember better than me, but I remember back in the day when we were, you know, when Star Trek was in syndication or whatever, it was on at five, you know, four 30, whatever in the afternoon and you would watch it or seven at night or whenever it was on. And then that would be like next time on star Trek, the yep. next generation. And one of my like earliest memories of that was the promo for, um, a fistful of data. I remember it. I remember like watching that promo and being like, this is the worst. I don't ever want to watch this episode. It looks terrible. Cause I, I'm not a big Western guy, but like, I was like, this is just awful. When in doubt, choose data. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I just wanted to mention that as on a personal note, uh, that that definitely has like, because it's like, Oh God. I mean, at this point, Daniel's uh, worst promo is okay. I'm ready. (laughs) But I just remember for next time. (laughs) Like, even though I look at that as like a ridiculous promo, because you know, and you guys know how those promos used to mislead. Oh, what yeah. the episode was actually about yeah. and what was actually like going in on. relics that they just yeah, show hey. like the TOS bridge and like oh my god they're gonna <laughs> go back in time. To- <laughs> yeah, I know. I'd always play a game where it's like you know wait a minute Picard said that line but it was in front of this scene and it means totally something different by what they put in or they have a line that was not in the episode. Yeah, two we Rikers. <laughs> Oh, great episode as well. Uh, but anyways, any any other moments, well, episodes you guys want to shout out uh, on as 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 one of your favorites or something you really really enjoyed? Well, I think the, the my biggest concept episode, which is I know completely unrelated to the two parter birthright, but data's the data's dream part. Like that is so. Tri- oh, the B plot. Yeah, I mean that is trippy, but in a good way. Like it is so you know dada or or surreal or whatever word you want to use but I, but i love that i mean it, it's so like wharf plot blah 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 anyway you know d space nine blah 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 anyway back to data you know and the raven and the like that to me is i it's so out there but i let i love that part i love that that storyline you know i'd always get that title confused with like the voyager raven because I'm like, oh, the Raven, that's the TNG episode with the bird wing. And oh, wait, no, it's not. It's not at clang, all. <laughs> clang. Clang. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. <laughs> Hello, Data. That's another episode. You're ruining it. <laughs> um, what about you, well, Darren? Well, we already talked a bit about, you know, when we discussed Barkley with uh, the two of the Journey crew. But, you know, I don't think people give enough props though to to realm of fear in the fact that again this is i mean in all of the federation even as an established technology there's going to be some people that like don't want to be transported and it's you know 
it's it's kind of scary. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, look at Riker. I mean, he had <laughs> the transporter created Thomas Riker. Like that's you know, talk about competition. <laughs> but uh, I love, but I, love but I enjoy, no, 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 no. but I enjoy Roma. I love no, no, like this is a hundred percent Triker that the biggest competition in Riker's mind for Troy <laughs> is himself. <laughs> so must have been your so, who's the, the way, who's so, who are you dating, Deanna? Who are you dating? It's you. It must have been your lifelong so guys, ambition. Just so everybody's aware, next week's uh, Earl Grey episode is going to be the Great Riker Conspiracy, <laughs> <laughs> where we take a look at. Every, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but Darren, um, actually, I ask you this specifically for a reason. There's nothing else from this season that you really love that you. Okay, uh, okay you, I may have edited. All of the sound clips where Captain Picard or a member of the crew says my name. But, <laughs> no. I mean, would you no. not? <laughs> Great. Now now I'm picturing, like, baby Darren as, like, um, you know, Breaking Bad. Like, what's my name? <laughs> Say it. Of course, it's commander. <laughs> like, can't be a real commander. Darren shakes his fist at the computer. Commander, but... Um, what am I missing, Daniel? You guys this, remember one of why our we're early, not. Like, this is why we lost. <laughs> one <of> our, <laughs> which is, by the way, how we're going to begin every episode of Earl Grey from now on. <laughs> one of our earlier episodes where we made up a bit, a little bit of a jingle, a little bit of a song. We were talking oh, about one of our favorite characters. In a diff- in there we go. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to bring it up. Oh, yes. This chain of command. Otherwise known oh, yeah. as... Well, Deanna in blue. Finally, <laughs> thank God. Who finally thought of this? Morph oh my God! In black. <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, you know, some people would say, Daniel, you may not know this, but uh, this is actually a really good example of why Data should lead away teams. Because <laughs> I mean, look, this Data episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes it should, oh, it should. but no this is a great episode i mean i love it's uh, a two-parter i mean it's it's pretty much this and like when he commands the sutherland that are like the really data shines uh shines moments wait wait isn't that how um, you see data he's just a big uh, shining yes. light to me <laughs> So, uh, all right. How does Data say Q? That's what I want to know. (laughs) Or how does uh, does Jordy say Q? Obviously, we like a lot of season six, but we don't like everything. And I'm going to start here. I'm going to say, listen, season one and season two. Yes. Both start (laughs) off and end a little. Down, (laughs) Philip, down. (laughs) Both start off and end a little roughly, but as far as my personal tastes are concerned, I I don't like Time's Arrow and I don't like Descent. I think that this has the weakest opening uh, episode uh, and the weakest closing episode. I, I I mean, the one thing I was excited about about Descent, the one thing that I thought was great was that that our next generation crew was going to meet the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. But Ada! <laughs> we need bridge members with attitude. With attitude. <laughs> Data's all like, ay, 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 ay. <laughs> Okay, hang on. No, 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 no. Captain Picard, it's the okay. board. <laughs> Hang on, hang on. Just punch them in the chest and they'll disappear. 
Hang on, hang on. So Data, Data has to be Alpha Five. He's got to oh, be right. Oh yeah, that's when his emotions are activated. That's why he's Jordy's, always upset. Jordy's Billy. He's got <laughs> the Blue Ranger. He's the he's, but you'd think he'd be the Black Ranger, but no, we're gonna make him the Blue Ranger. That's right. Now I can see Troy is the Pink Ranger, obviously. Uh, Worf yeah. is the Black Ranger, obviously. No way, no, 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 no. Troy is Troy's the Yellow Ranger because Crusher has red hair. She's got to be the Pink Ranger. Uh, okay. Riker the Red is Ranger, the Red obviously. Ranger. Nobody, right. nobody, yeah, right. everyone yeah. knew that. Yeah. And and Picard is obviously the Green Ranger. No, 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 no. Picard, no, no. Thomas Picard. Riker is the Green Ranger. Oh, that's good. That's good. Oh gosh. <laughs> He's Pick, even Pick. Tommy. He's even got the same name. <laughs> Picard is Zordon. He's the one that tells everybody. He's bald oh, too. Yes. And he's bald. Oh yes. Gosh. Uh, by I know the way, some... if they ever do do a Power Rangers reboot movie, I think Patrick Stewart should play Zordon. I think that would be. Amazing. And of course, what happens they are doing is the Power Ranger they pull off movie. their communicators and go, "It's trekking time." <laughs> <laughs> all they have to do is just get a. They all they have to do is get promoted to admirals, and they would all have belt buckles big enough to hold up. Now I'm just picturing the uh, uh, the ship separating. <laughs> But then it just reattaches in the exact same way because it can't, it can't actually do anything. Go, go Star Trek Next Form the cells and saucer. Uh, guys, I don't want to say we've gotten off on a bit of a tangent. That here. was the best tangent we've had in a while. <laughs> but, uh, yes. Yeah, but so, Power Rangers uh, isn't the only thing we've... Oh, wait, <laughs> oh gosh. Don't oh, worry, Phil. I'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so you know, not not the greatest opening, not the greatest closing, um, and I'm sure we'll talk about some other episodes. But uh, uh, Darren, what, do you have any particular kind of meh moments of the season? Kind of you know things you could totally leave, and they could have done something else, and you've been totally happy with. Yeah, I I guess frame of mind's not actually one of my Aww. favorites. I mean, it's I mean it's it's good, but I feel like Darren, I'm uh, not crazy. Just because you like different frame of mind, Philip. I don't know. Um, but I just feel... I mean, frame of mind was good, but then I feel that uh, like the way DS9 did their incarceration episode with O'Brien was like even better. I mean, they're different, but uh, and, and not that one downplays the other, but um, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad episode. Again, like just a ton of season six is great, but it wasn't my favorite. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, Riker's got his spiked hair or whatever but you know i i think this was the episode that data created because they couldn't quite get the hair right (laughs) (laughs) well see i I, and 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 what about you philip what do you what anything that particularly sticks out or anything you want to talk about that is just like nah yeah i don't think it's the worst episode obviously that we all that's we we all already agree without saying it (laughs) we (laughs) all we all agree we're not even going to talk about it but anyway um but to me an episode that's really I guess it would be more disappointing because like I could see the potential, but it just it doesn't work for me. Is the chase? Um, it's like they—I don't know. I feel like the aliens that they had. It's like let's get this worst Klingon, let's get the worst Romulan, let's get the worst <laughs> Cardassian. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's like, uh, you know, it's like the antithesis of lessons. Or not lessons? Um, was it suspicions? Oh yeah, yeah. Like all the all the people they pulled out, the scientists were like actually well developed characters, and then in the chase, they're all like the most stereotypical of their race as possible. Yeah, 
The Chase is a really interesting episode, though. Like, I I agree with you, Philip, that it's not super strong, and we should talk about it sometime, because honestly, I can't think of a single episode of Star Trek, of the 700-plus episodes of Star Trek, that actually uh, potentially affects more canon, like, actually really establishes more in the universe than The Chase does, and it's... You're right, it's not a great episode, but there's a lot a lot to talk about there. Each of these little figures represent a canon, and put together inside the overall canon, it becomes oh, <laughs> the writer's Bible. <laughs> and I feel like if we talk about the chase, we just have to do like a 10-minute segment on Picard fangasming over... <laughs> this wait, <laughs> wait, it's not complete, is it? O-M. Oh, oh, my ball spot. Let me get my Instagram ready. <laughs> And then we can't forget about how quickly yep. he throws yep. that thing yep. over his With head in generations. That's the, that's, that's the best jump cut right there. Like his him freaking out, and then you cut to generations where he's just like, "Whoa, that's not what I was well, looking it for." A complete it's dusty old. It wasn't book. in mint condition anymore. It's not worth anything. You know, that's that's he shouldn't have ever taken it out of the package. Is what I'm saying. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, I agree with uh, with the the chase. One other. Uh, Man of the People? Yeah. Um, oh, God. What's that one about again? I'm blanking. <laughs> it's the, uh, now, Darren, I know you'll get it from this description. It's the one where Troy meets the skeezy guy. All right, you got it already? <laughs> okay. You okay. Got you got it? It's that uh, one. Uh, uh, give me a little more. It's that one. Give me a little oh, more. That doesn't tell? Okay, so there's more. Okay. No, no it, it, it doesn't. But, it but doesn't. like, um, by, by being... It's the one where uh, the guy comes aboard with his mother... And it turns out to be that he sucks soul life out of women, and so. He- oh yeah, that one was dumb. I. I mean, that <laughs> it makes me think of like, um, what was it? Like the metamorphs in the like season one. Like it's like it's almost the same thing. Just it, maybe same things too strong a word, but you know, yeah. Well, it was weird because uh, this the guy I pulled it up here because I, I did research. Hey, I prepared. Um, the guy who yeah, your description was the one where Troy falls in love with the sleazy I know. guy. Anyway, that's fifty million of them. But anyway, Charles Luisa or Lucia is the guy. And because I was thinking when I saw the the this episode, you know, listed, I'm like, wait, that guy seems super. <laughs> I heard that too. I know, you know, that man of the people really gets your engine running, <laughs> Philip, but, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this guy, I was thinking about the episode, like, that guy seems familiar. And the reason is because I just watched Alliances, the Voyager episode, which he's also in. And I, I looked it up, this guy's in three Star Trek episodes. Uh, like, he's in The Next Generation, he's in um, Voyager Alliances, and he's also in an episode of Enterprise, um, uh, The Fortunate Son. So, so this guy actually got around the Star Trek franchise. I mean, yeah. Every time I watch Voyager and then I watch Starship Mine, I'm just blown away. <laughs> Is it because you're carrying trilithium? Yes, <laughs> and I'm not very safe about it. <laughs> Always practice safe trilithium storage. <laughs> I put it in this bouncy ball, and uh, I gotta somehow get it across the ship. All right. Well, okay. So, so you know, we've talked about some highlights and some lowlights, but season six of Star Trek: The Next Generation, which was the ninety-two to ninety-three season, also featured something that is kind of a milestone in Star Trek, kind of important and really um, 
I thought it was interesting to think of one of the most important episodes of TNG is not an episode of TNG at all. Um, so we get Emissary uh, halfway through the season, the Deep Space Nine pilot, which is crazy important, of course, to the entire Star Trek mythos, right? If Deep Space Nine didn't come along, we wouldn't have gotten Voyager or Enterprise and maybe not even the, the, the recent movies. But uh, it's interesting to kind of cons- not maybe not consider it as a season six episode, but it does happen in season six. And then later on, of course, we get uh, Birthright. Right. So, uh, which does feature Deep Space Nine fairly heavily, especially in the beginning. In HD. Yeah. Which is probably... You're, the- you're welcome, <laughs> Niners. Probably you're welcome. Of getting, it's all you uh, need, right? Deep Space Nine in HD. So. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No. I mean, we, we... No, but seriously, we would love to see Deep Space Nine in HD as well as, as anyone. But, uh, but yeah, so let's talk about... I mean, we only get really three or four scenes um, in in uh, emissary, but they're super important, and we should talk about them. Uh, so, okay, why does Chief O'Brien have a favorite transporter room? Don't they all look exactly the same? Like, I don't understand. I want to know is why are all the transporter rooms on the saucer section in the blueprints? I cannot find a single transporter room, like a proper transporter room, in the Star Drive section. Uh, it's disposable. <laughs> it's disposable. They just—they have extra ones waiting. That's where all the shuttles base. are. Well, you have the shuttles in the back, <laughs> transporters in the front, which sounds like the weirdest haircut ever. But um. <laughs> transporters in the back, shuttles in the front. Um, we should also talk about the ridiculous scene. Um, I mean, I know you can tell <laughs> that they only wanted Patrick uh, for the for emissary. So when Chief O'Brien comes on the bridge to say his goodbyes, it's like a whole bunch of – there's like three oh, people yeah. on the bridge that we yeah. don't know. And what is like, this, the fourth <laughs> shift? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the – what? <laughs> what the hell going on? Um, when did uh, when did Emissary take place, like between what episodes? It's, it's, it's actually, um, I believe, and I could be – a little mistaken, but it's either right in between the chain of command episodes or before or after them. It's right around that time. Well, probably not between because yep. right because uh, Picard's on his like commando mission. Yeah, it's, you're right. You're right. He's not really not disposed to go visit Deep Space Nine at the moment. Yeah, I guess <laughs> no, you're, you're right. close. It's right after Chain of Command too. Okay. It's right after Chain of Command. Okay, okay, Got okay. It. So, uh, you know, maybe well. That yeah, that's actually interesting. That to, makes to, emissary the second time that the Enterprise has visited. Wait, no, it. Uh, oh yeah, no, no, never mind. I'm you're missing up your time. I'm, I'm missing, that's right. I'm missing up my time. Yeah, well, but I mean, I think <laughs> but, it's interesting. Uh, in season six, we get to see Bashir in HD because uh, that's how that's how yeah. we're talking about everyone with Star Trek: Next Generation um, in HD. Yeah. So which is which was to me like, and I know Daniel and and both Darren and all of us have talked about, but like. It seems like, wow, they're doing cameos like you should when you have two Star Trek series (laughs) running at the same time. Like, why isn't every other episode (laughs) taking place at the station? Isn't there a reason that the Enterprise should go visit (laughs) O'Brien? Why isn't Emissary a crossover event? Why is it just one scene with Picard and Sisko and then that's it? Why are they not invited to the wedding? (laughs) Why are they not invited to the wedding? <laughs> well, and I think they should have even more for the diehard fans, you know, when Worf shows back up on 
the station in in their fifth season you know he should have he should have said welcome back to deep space nine mr Worf." in their fourth yeah. season yeah because you know i don't think they say that because they kind of play it off like when he's walking through the you know the airlock like ah deep space nine this place is special and new it's like Brand no you, new yeah. you, which is you, funny you, because you know you like, he walks in there like because, so new and then like the waitress comes like oh ah, do you want your usual Shh, you're ruining the moment no but it's funny <laughs> because it, because both rikers both of the times are like totally familiar with the place like when uh in birthright or is it birthright yeah it's birthright when uh, when uh commander riker is like oh quark i totally you totally owe me money and then in um defiant when Thomas Riker is like, oh, and Jadzia's like, oh, I remember him. Yeah, I yeah. totally remember him. So it's like, uh, I guess Worf just, uh, you know, he, he just doesn't leave an impression. He's neither seen nor heard on well, Space you know, Nine. You know, because it's not like he's the only Klingon <laughs> Starfleet or something. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but seriously, like, this is actually, I actually, you know, it, it's it's a super significant thing that we're starting to get this crossover. And, and maybe this is... Uh, a totally separate subject, and I'm sure it is, and we could talk at length about it. Um, but let, let's actually um, – we get the handoff in Emissary from Picard to Cisco. Um, which, <laughs> which I imagine like the handoff isn't like a smooth one. It's like Picard's holding it a little too tight. And like Ben says, like, why can, can you let go? I'm, I'm trying to – Trying to trying to start my own thing, like well, we... that's why he wouldn't allow him <laughs> off the ship because you notice Picard never actually goes on the station. It's really well, he doesn't birthright, but it, yeah, you're right. He doesn't. In, he doesn't an emissary. An emissary, yeah. It's a really puzzling, kind of weird scene. Like, I mean, I get it. Like, I get that maybe Cisco is uncomfortable with with Picard naturally. You mean the guy um, who murdered his wife? W- like personally like held the (laughs) well it's like when pulaski shows up and she instantly dislikes data a super popular character you're going to introduce ben cisco and he's going to have a grudge against picard but it's and it's it's like it's not even like he's doing anything that would upset Cisco. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. (laughs) He's just there to deliver his orders and his extra runabouts. Like he's not in personnel. Like here, take just, just seriously, just take Keiko. We don't want her. (laughs) Take her and do what you want. I don't care. I would have laughed if an emissary, they actually show the main shuttle bay where the runabouts are. And it's like, (laughs) it took another series to show us the dang main shuttle bay. <laughs> no, no, I was picturing like the runabouts, like okay, like they're checking off, checking off, and like Cake is just standing there and like checks that off too, and transfer <laughs> complete. Runabout Rio Grande, <laughs> Yangtze Kian, Keiko O'Brien, <laughs> Molly. I don't know. Did they? I wonder if they got any other personnel. Maybe like uh, Argyle transferred or something we never heard oh, about. He snuck out of the Jeffries too. Explain why they kept having the problems O'Brien did with the systems. For, yeah, yeah, from the, from the Jeffries tube to the lower pylons. Uh, I mean, uh, a and true I life love story of of Kenneth Argyle. <laughs> I mean, I love O'Brien, but there there is a small part of me that was like, so you went from head of transporters <laughs> to chief of operations of the entire <laughs> station. Well, like. I'm like, did you take a correspondence course or something like that? Well, like to me, that the and not to turn this into the or, but like the emissary and 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 
kind of begins with like this is just like the worst assignment. Like it remind I know y'all aren't Babylon Five uh, folks, but like to me that's how Babylon Five starts. Like you know how'd you why'd you get this ambassadorial posting? Because it's a joke. That's how I got this. But like Deep Space Nine's like look, you're taking over this mining station um, that's wrecked from this planet that's also wrecked. Um, good luck. Uh, make them join the Federation. Have it. You know, so it's like, you know, you're not getting... So Brian goes from the Enterprise the flagship to, to like Nine. the opposite of the flagship. You know, that's why you get like the the fresh from the medical school doctor. I mean, second in his class. I'm not, not trying to bust him down. But like, you know, <laughs> you're, not, you're not getting like <laughs> Dr. Pulaski or anyone. You know what I'm saying? Intentional, intentionally. So. I no, but actually, I, 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 I kind of see it the same way, right? Like, initially... Like, it's just, like, we're trying to get this kind of backwater planet. <laughs> this is um, where I live. You know. This isn't a frontier, okay? <laughs> and and it's like... This is uh, a planet of know. the week? No. No, we're in orbit. We're literally here. <laughs> and it's like... Uh, you well, can, know, we, you can know, we go uh, over there? Oh, okay. Yeah, we can we go can, over there. I love that, that like, the series was, like, pitched personally to Daniel. He's like... Okay, in the pilot, can we just get away from the planet? Because it really doesn't interest me. Can we find a way? But like, we can't move a space I mean, who station. Who wants a planet in the shot? Move a space station from the planet. I, I think we could. I think we could. Um. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, well, Brian can figure it out. <laughs> just for this one episode. <laughs> just for the one episode. <laughs> it's it's overpowered the station for its own good. <laughs> Oh my goodness, Wood, there's just so much to say. But Star Trek Season 6 is not what we're talking about. <laughs> no, but it is, it really is interesting to think about. It is, it's a pivotal, it's a, yeah. it's a turning point. No, that's really a really, is. I'm glad you brought that up. And I thought it was something interesting to talk. And of course, uh, okay, so that's enough for Emissary for now, guys. We can do a whole podcast. We could even do a whole crossover podcast. Uh, are you listening? The orb guys. Hello. Hey-o. <laughs> <laughs> About emissary, and and we will, and we will, and eventually get to it. Um, but it was an important part, and so we should also, you know, we mentioned it just in passing. But uh, birthrights also features some. This is the this is all of the HD, uh, Deep Space Nine footage that you see floating around on the internet. Um, that's when they go there, and and Jordy and I can't remember who's Jordy and somebody they're at the replimat and. But uh, and we get Bashir on TNG. We get Bashir on Who's TNG. Like in, and... Invades the Enterprise D, and Data's like, "Dude, <laughs> yeah. WTF, man? Just just can't just can't up on my ship and do stuff." You're you're like you're like what Jordy was in the first episode. You're a lieutenant during your grade. You just leave me. Is alone. this a formal report, Doctor? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> um. Yeah, so it is a super important event, and and of course, I think we all agree that there could have been more, right? We we should have seen more for two simultaneous shows uh, airing at the same time in the same universe, in the same quadrant. This is a- there is a season and a half of overlap. That's yeah. a lot for yeah. one two parter crossover. That's sad. Yeah. And you know it, it is sad. It is it's frustrating, but uh, it was a different time back then. It's hard. To, it's really. I mean, it's it's tough to be too tough on nineties television. You, wait, are you are you saying, Daniel, that that there will come a time when 
No, I'm sorry. I won't do. I won't do the the time zero quote. <laughs> <laughs> but like to me, that, that's to me that's an excuse because Buffy Angel did it all the time. When Buffy and Angel were on, they did crossovers where literally, like, here's the villain in Buffy. We defeated him, but now he has to go to L.A. for some reason. Angel comes on like two seconds later, and it's the same. Like, I mean, because that's how, and they did it. Which, of course, it's Josh. So I guess maybe that's what you can explain. Yeah. That, but. Yeah, so the the only thing I'm thinking of to compare it to um, is is the currently running Arrow and Flash, and they like they have their stuff together where they're like, oh, there's things that are happening, in Bl- but but it's um, Angel. I, I well, when did Buffy start? I don't even know. Like it was after this, wasn't it? Uh, it was the 90s. It all blurs together. I, I remember. Look, I remember yeah. Angel started when I was <laughs> in college, so it would have been 2000, 2001. So yeah, yeah. So this was well after this, yeah. still even even then. This was seven, five, six, seven years after this at this point. But anyways, <clears throat> all right, guys, I know we've talked about a lot of things here. Let's just do closing thoughts uh, on season six because uh, obviously there's a lot to talk about. And Philip, uh, why don't you go first and tell us overall what you think uh, about season six? Well, your first season six episode is like your first girlfriend. You kind of, oh, no. Um, uh, I mean, I th- like I said, you know, the uh, I guess the for trivia's sake, you know, as some fans may or may not know, everyone's contract, everyone's contracts, was for six seasons. So like, in some ways, this was sort of like the sixth season was like, is this it? You know, because we now we have this new series. So like, are we going to end now? Or and this, so there was this sort of transition period, but. There were still like you know there wasn't senioritis and unlike Sailor and Silver, you know um you know that that were like these big like chain of command this big torture you know um, Patrick Stewart with his his uh, advocacy they go for yeah broke. his advocacy of um oh I can't believe I'm blanking on the name of the organization but anyway th- oh yeah Al right. Shear no no no. no. <laughs> I think it's you know, a the real, real life um, <laughs> anti torture uh, organization. Oh, yes. I totally missed who you're talking about. 100 percent include this in the edit. Don't edit this, Darren. Um, <laughs> Do I remember? I once yeah, asked someone. I would like. I, I like, once asked someone. Picard why doesn't a real tor- <laughs> Why doesn't a real terrorist organization name themselves Cobra? And then someone had the best response. I'm like, because they want to be taken seriously. <laughs> Picard is like getting tortured, and at least they, <laughs> anyway. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Keep going. Um, see, I was, uh, Google fails me. Okay. Anyway, but when anyway, that, I know it's a very famous or- Obsidian Order organization against real anti-torture. Um, but anyway, <laughs> sorry. And, uh, and that, that was sort of. I'm sorry, Philip. I filled you. I filled my head with Star Trek facts. <laughs> I, I don't it know. That real life is you can't function. In, oh, I'm sorry. Um, but anyway. <laughs> Now I'm thinking of that poor girl um, who will be shipped away to her grandparents never be heard from again. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, season six, like I said, big stuff, big stuff. Um, and a lot of, like, again, trippy mind stuff in some ways, like frame of mind, uh, ship in a bottle. That's I mean, that's kind of out there stuff. Um, Amnesty International. Amnesty. No, I'm no, sorry, you're right. Amnesty I, International. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Tal Shiar. I'm oh, toast. I mean, oh I basically. <laughs> I think they fight the Tal Shiar is actually what they do. Um, and then schisms. I mean, even that's a, even though we've kind of, when we did a commentary, anyway. But blah, blah, blah. I'm not really saying anything right now. But yes, it's a great season, season six. Oh, let's cut this all out. Don't or, worry. Yeah, but. for some bizarre reason. Um, but yeah, four, five, six, as you've said again and again, Daniel. That's what we think of when we think TNG. 
Uh, and and Darren, what about you? Like, uh, you know, we've we've talked a lot about a lot of things, and there's and it's hard. It really is hard. I think we all agree, hard to boil down an entire twenty six season, you know, into an hour. But but if you could, if you can, as much as you can, anyways. Uh, what do you think about? Yeah, I'm Darren Rumbuff here, man. I feel the Alex Chisholm, Shuku Rascals, Facility, Quality of Life, Chain of Winners. Right now, well, yeah. One, I guess to wrap up, you know, one point I I didn't get to make was, you know, I really enjoy. Um, the quality of life it's i think it's a it's a good episode in the fact that it it kind of parallels back to um, <laughs> one head to sexy that's what we should be like daniel you know one sacrifices himself for the other two uh, Wait, why are we all looking at daniel i don't <laughs> one of us red shirt is gonna have just, to stay back just because i'm little doesn't mean i can't right, think for now, myself here guys. because of what i'm also watching on netflix right now because there were three i think of of the uh what are they called the robots Exocomps. Now I'm thinking of that they were the charmed ones of the robo- robotic world oh, and gosh. the power of three always three <laughs> And then magically the tool appeared in his hand. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, you know, when you have reverse polarity particle fountains and blah, 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 you know. Uh, but no, it's, a, and I like the callbacks to Measure a Man and, and, uh, and the extra comp prompt is, is really cool. Uh, you know, I, I think it, it functions really well. Like, I should make one of those. That'd be cool. Nope, nope. Actually, that's that's next year's Think Geek April Fool's present. Oh, uh, I yeah. so Accidentally wish. Accidentally create life by purchasing an ExoConf. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just got a quickly worded email to, you know, some supercomputer, and, and you know, you can create life like that. But, uh, yeah, but no, uh, quality of life, you know, ra- you know, relics, rascals, you know, there's just so many good episodes. Uh, except Acriel. I think we all just agree that <laughs> now we're going to get all the hate mail. No, I don't think anybody actually likes Acriel. Except for apparently the uh, ratings, because uh, it was the highest <laughs> rated episode. Unless it was Sweeps Week. That's Unless an artificial inflation, and you know it. Uh, no, but, it, you know, it's... It, it's I agree with both of you guys and and like uh, you know guys I mean we do a TNG show every week we're going to love TNG so I don't know I get like a little worried sometimes that when we do these recaps that we're like this season was awesome but then I'm like no I shouldn't <laughs> worry about that because we it love TNG <laughs> this is this is what we do this is what we talk about like I love season 6 it's a great season there's like a, there's some episodes I don't care for there's some moments I'm like whatever but like uh, anything with Mark Twain, just get rid of it. We don't need anything to do with it. Uh, uh, but you know, it's it's just it's it's a it's a good season. It's a good solid season. There's a lot of a lot of really good stuff going on, and a really important season in Star Trek. And uh, and guys, well, listen, Megazord isn't the only thing we've been talking about here on Trek FM this week. So here's a look at what you may have missed elsewhere on Trek FM. Previously on Trek FM, Standard Orbit. <laughs> It's not an overstatement, and you had said in your introduction that without, without him and his hand guiding all of this, then then it's unlikely that two would have been what it was. And if it had not been successful, then it, it you know it probably would have meant the end of Star Trek at that point. Earl Grey, like I'm expecting Ricardo Martavon to like walk around the corner and be like Captain Picard, welcome. This is Rise of Five. The shuttlecraft. The shuttlecraft. The orb. Curzon is involved with the Kitimut yep. Quartz. 
Spock is at Kinemer when those are being talked about, so you would think they would have run into each other They probably least. hung out in the bar together. To the journey! One guy's like, why don't we just write better stories for Wesley? And then the lead writer's like, you out now! <laughs> the Ready Room. The movie series would not have relaunched and, and become what it was if not for the amazing bounce of... The Wrath of Khan. The Wrath of Khan was to Star Trek the same thing that uh, The Best of Both Worlds was to Next Generation. Commentary, Trek Stars. It's also the end of a character and a thing that is really about how uh, death is just a part of life. And that while there's an end, it doesn't mean that it's the end. Literary Treks. I always like the... uh, I like that episode for... I mean, it's one of the most derided of the of the original series episodes, but yet I always it has a place in my heart for some reason. I've always enjoyed watching mm-hmm. it over. So um, I wanted to do something with those guys, the Scalbians. The Six O Two Club. Like I, I could kind of dismiss Droids in Distress and Fight or Flight and everything like that, and I was just kind of watching the background. But all of a sudden, I started catching myself, like stopping working and, <laughs> and just focusing on watching. And, uh, and so it just got better and better and better. And I think I was hooked by episode four, Breaking Ranks. That's when I was like, okay, I like this show. This is good. Warp 5. In the history of Axanar, Alec Peters and Christian Gossett wrote a section of the history dealing with the Arcanus campaign. And in the Arcanus campaign, a majority of Starfleet ships were destroyed. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. So you can check out all these shows and get in on the Daily Trek Talk. You'll find them in iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, the Windows Podcast Directory for Xbox and Zune, or you can stream from the website. Basically, you can find them anywhere. Just visit trek.fm slash pd for podcast directory to get all the links. And if you would like to contact us to share your thoughts on today's show, just go to trek.fm slash contact. From there, choose send to show and, of course, select Earl Grey. These messages will be emailed to the three of us personally. Finally, in social media, you'll find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash trekfm and on Twitter under username trekfm. Our new listener discussion group is called The Babel Conference, found by typing The Babel Conference, of course, into the Facebook search field, so you can find us there. Please support our sponsor, audible.com, who helps us bring Earl Grey to you each week. Audible is a great way for you to read all of the books you've always wanted to read, but never thought you'd have time for. Audible is the premier source for audiobooks with more than 150,000 titles to choose from, and new titles coming every week. From classics to current bestsellers, and even some of the most famous Star Trek books, like Prime Directive, Federation, and Spock's World, Audible has something for everyone. As a Trek FM listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice, along with a 30-day trial to see just how great Audible is. So give it a try today, catch up on all those classic Star Trek books you've yet to read, and that latest novel from your favorite author as well. Just go to audibletrial.com slash trekfm and sign up today. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash trekfm, and we thank Audible for supporting Earl Grey and all of Trek FM. And lastly, there's one more way you can directly help us keep Earl Grey coming to you each week, and that is through becoming a patron of Trek FM. By visiting www.patreon.com slash trekfm, you can choose among various pledge levels and receive rewards for becoming a Trek FM patron. These rewards let you inside the observation lounge of our network and make it possible for us to distribute all of our great content. 
So please become a Trek FM patron and visit www.patreon.com slash trekfm today. All right, Darren, if, if people wanted to get your command code into the command center, how would they get a hold of you? It's a one five zero fakes four three two one A B C D. No, uh, they can find me on Twitter under username Doctor Sci-Fi. That's D R S C I F I. And Philip, if they wanted to get a hold of your power coin, how would they do that? Listen, Daniel, here is my Twitter. Um, they can find me on Twitter username at NC Public Servant. That's NC for North Carolina. No continuity. <laughs> <laughs> And as the youngest one in this podcast, if anybody wanted to contact a teenager with <laughs> attitude, I guess they could get a hold of me on Twitter as well. At 1UpDan, that's the number one, not the word. All right, guys. Well, uh, you know, uh, we've had fun talking about season six, but uh, I'm going to head off uh, and fight some putties. Wait, why are all of our t-shirts color-coded? I'm not, nothing to worry about. No, 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 no. It's normal. That's just people wear the same color shirt every day, Philip. It's normal. So we'll catch you next week on Earl Grey. Engage. Live long and prosper. Make it so.